This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hello and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm Mike Woodcock, your host for this episode. Today's guest is Edmund Tran from Games Hub. Edmund is the managing editor of Games Hub and prior to this role, worked as a senior video producer and editor for GameSpot AU. Today, Games Hub covers gaming culture, video game development from design to execution, and of course, the games themselves. Now, if you have a question, please pop one into the, into the chat box on the side. But for now, welcome Edmund. Hi, Edmund. Thanks for joining us again today. No worries. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, so I've given you a quick intro, but perhaps you'd be better at describing what you do. Than <laughs> yeah, sure. So I am the managing editor of a relatively new site um, in the Australian media scene called Games Hub. Um, as you said, I was formerly at GameSpot, uh, which is the big global uh, uh video game publisher that most people know. But at GameSub, um, we sort of set out to do games coverage from Australia in a different way, both cover the, this, the, the broad general gaming landscape as we know and love, but put a special focus on both games as creative works, first and foremost, as opposed to sort of just consumable entertainment products, um, as well as look at the people behind them, the industry itself, um, that kind of thing. So especially, oh, especially the Australian industry specifically. Um, so that's what we set out to do at GameSub. Uh, I am the managing editor. So obviously, um, I guess I, I wear a lot of hats. Let's do with the business um, side of things, but also a lot of writing, news reporting, long form um, feature writing, interviewing, criticism, all that stuff. Um, that's basically it. So you do cover a fair amount of ground. Yeah. Um, I, I understand what you mean about the the... I suppose the artistry. I mean, uh, I I will occasionally game, um, mostly shooting people, um, and uh, I got to say some of the some of the sunsets and the trees because I do a little yeah. I do a little watercolor painting as well. But some of the sunsets really catch my eye and end up getting shot in the head as a direct result of paying attention to the sunset, <laughs> not the guy that's trying to kill me. Um, but yeah, games have come a long way. Yes, um, you know I think that the thing that we want to communicate is that there is such a breadth and depth to what games can be. It can be shooting people in the head. It can be taking a walk in the, in the English countryside. It can be just like getting a great story. Um, and so we kind of just want to communicate all those aspects to uh, as broad of an audience as possible, really. And um, yeah, look at the people who make those really weird and wonderful things of, of all kinds. So to, to your audience, could you describe the audience? Um, yeah. Please? Well, we, we mainly have a really enthusiastic uh, audience who obviously loves games and wants to learn more about them. Um, I think the thing with gaming audiences is that they're really super engaged with um, their their hobby, their passion. So they all, always want to learn more about them, more about what's coming up, um, who's making what, what studios are doing, um, what kind of business moves which studios are making, um, and you know what's going on in the industry in general. Um, but we also make, so we get a lot of those people, but we also, because we have a special, um, 
MO in sort of covering the local um, game dev scene in Australia, um, which is at a tipping point right now um, with all these sort of federal funding happening. We have a lot of um, local game developers, local, uh, like anyone involved in the local industry um, is tuning into Games Hub, as well as just people who are just interested in what's happening in our own backyard. Um, you, you'll find a lot of enthusiastic um, gamers are paying attention, more, paying more attention to the stuff being made in Australia, especially since that stuff is making such a huge splash. We just had Cult of the Lamb, which is a Melbourne game, sell a million units in a week. Um, Unpacking, which was a critical success of last year, Until Goose Game, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that that's the audience who mainly comes to us. But as a as a, that said, the audience we try to target is a bit of a different story because we know that there are a lot of people who play games, you know, like yourself, who might not necessarily think that um, consider themselves gamers, but will seek out information about the handful of games that they're interested in. So we try and cater our content to sort of uh, demystify all of that stuff, um, have a sort of broad, general sort of uh, educational tone um, to try and, I guess, um, yeah, like I said, share what the breadth and depth of what games can be to anyone who's even remotely curious in the games. Uh, we have two sister publications in ArtHub and ScreenHub, which look at the sort of the, um, obviously the the artistic nature of Australia's creative industries in both screen and or a variety of disciplines. And we try to produce stories that might be good for them to help sort of those um, sort of audiences understand what games are capable of as like an artistic medium, so to speak. Okay, um, thank you. A couple of questions starting to come through and I, I wanna take the first one from, from Amy actually. What advice would you give to someone who is new to gaming and wants to learn about the industry? Um, if you have any tips on where to start learning, that would be great. I guess it depends on what sort of portion of the industry you're interested in learning about. If you're interested in learning about just um, sort of what the, the, the big players are doing in the space, um, you would go to a site like Games Hub and you know, other sites as well, just to sort of get a sense of the, the business movements of um, that side of things. If you're interested in sort of local development scene, it, it'd be good to come to Games Hub as well, um, but also get involved. Honestly, the best place to sort of learn about the local scene and game development in general is to go on Twitter, um, because that's the space where a lot of um, developers are sharing their work, are having public conversations about their work, discussing concepts, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. That's, that's good advice, good places to start. Um, a couple of people are asking about review type questions. Um, one thing I would ask, consumer-wise, does Games Hub have a focus on digital games or do you explore tabletop board games and TCGs? We both, actually. we Our primary focus is digital games, um, but we have been noticing <coughs> that um, one of our writers, a couple of, write, of our writers, Leah and Emily, are very much into TCGs, physical board games, and so we have started experimenting in that space to great success because obviously... Again, like digital games, board gaming and tabletop gaming had a huge surge of interest and momentum during COVID, um, and we're kind of seeing that in some of our coverage. So it's not our main priority, but we will cover it um, if we have the capacity. Sure. I mean, Dungeons & Dragons is, is back in vogue again. Uh, <laughs> 100%. I had a couple of friends back in the 80s who were very, very much Eddie Munson's, and I may have <laughs> sported a haircut very similar to that while we played Dungeons and Dragons. But that was then. This is now I can admit that publicly now that it's cool again. Uh, I just died sooner than admit that 10 years ago. It's changed a lot. Yeah. It has changed. Um, now, uh, quick question. Do you review gaming and laptop units? 
that's something we've started um, a foray in. Um, obviously, GameSub is is very new. We're coming up to our first birthday now. And so we kicked off focusing on our core of digital games, but we are starting to look a lot more at laptops and um, just um, gaming-related accessories in general. You know, I love a good gaming keyboard and mouse and headset, you know, obviously. Well, our producer was admiring your um your your system uh off air right before we went to um she's like oh his camera's great and, and look at that setup it's like yeah I know, it's well, awesome. well I, I'm, a, I'm a video producer so i have a lot of uh, very expensive kit lying around the house doing nothing nice um so quick question how would you like to start a pr relationship if people were to sort of reach out to you for the first time with sharing things to review how would they go about doing that would you prefer an email or a phone call or um, typically always an email, um, phone calls can be pretty disruptive. There's a, there's always a lot happening in gaming. Um, that's something that might not be obvious, but the news is just relentless. It's a 24 hour cycle. So, so, um, getting a call in the middle of the day while we're punching out news is not, that will only piss us off. Um, so an email is great cause we can get to it whenever we can. Um, and, uh, I guess be personable, um, and sort of, uh, sort of get to the point, I suppose, but, um, just yeah, be really upfront about what you have to offer, what you want to pitch, um, and make sure that yeah, there is a little personal message in there. I think my favorite PR relationships are ones where they know me, they and they they always include a brief sort of um, a preface to whatever they're sort of sending me, whether that be a press release or an opportunity. Um, it just does that extra little bit in sort of establishing a relationship that's uh, over email. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I, once that relationship is established, um, sort of regular catch-ups are really good because I think that personal aspect um, is very important, sort of forming connections and sort of being able to collaborate on ideas and opportunities and sort of that that little push and pull, um, I suppose. That makes sense. Um, do you do you prefer face-to-face catch-ups or? Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, COVID signed to be okay now. So I have been doing a few face-to-face catch-ups and it's always so nice to get outside. Um, you know, I work from home and an excuse to leave the house is is very welcome. Love it a beer or a coffee. Yeah. So so to sum up, start, we start um, with an email. We, we try and be upfront and, and personable. Um, yeah. And a brief summary um, uh, of the content of the, the press release itself is yeah. useful. And once that's established, Regular catch-ups, face-to-face, and, and you don't mind a cup of coffee. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Okay. Um, is there anything that should be included in the pitch to, to really catch your eye? Like do you, do you prefer photos or no photos or images, no images, or any I mean, hard I, do's or don'ts? Yeah, it's, it's always tricky with, um, with games because, you know, it's hard to just – yeah, an image tells a thousand words in games, um, whether that be hardware or uh, software itself. So – those things are always very useful in um, sort of helping me get a very quick idea of what's on offer here. Um, but as I said before, sort of preface everything with like a, just a really quick rundown so I can sort of digest it very quickly and sort of understand what's going on. Um, never sort of, if you just send me a press release verbatim without any sort of frills around it, I most likely will, you know, archive it immediately. <laughs> Right. So get some context around it and make sure yes. it sort of matches what you're writing about. Um, I, I've been asked about VR headsets, but I mean, I, I just wanted to sort of make that a little bit of a wider question about VR gaming, I suppose. What do you sort of see the future of that? Oh, I mean, 
And where are we now? <laughs> I think <clears throat> it's it's been a little bit rocky um, the last few years just because of the cost of the, the hardware, the lack of really compelling software um, associated with it, as well as some of the usability stuff. Obviously, the the early VR headsets we saw in the last couple of years they were all they were all wired. Um, they were they were expensive. They the the best ones required sort of um, a lot of setup and sort of like external cameras. But I think we're at the point now where things like the MetaQuest um, is is so it's portable and self contained and easy to put on and um, uh, take off. And the PlayStation VR two is coming, which also um, has made a lot of strides in terms of image quality um, and sort of interact inter inter I guess they're interfacing. Um, but no matter how good a headset is, it's going to be the software that really is a seller. You know, like we we had, you know, Beat Saber, um, which was sort of like the number one VR game for the last few years. We just need a few more of those. And I think perhaps once PlayStation really gets on the bandwagon with PSVR 2 and starts making their own first-party software, that'll be a good in um, once sort of Zuckerberg fulfills his sort of quest to get a meta quest in every household that might be another catalyst for more um, software developers to start making more software, but it's, it's not quite reached that level of that critical yeah, mass, critical mass yet. Um, would you be interested in reviewing VR headsets? Uh, yes, of course. Um, anything related to games and playing games and um, platforms for people to play games that we are interested in. In fact, I think, in fact, I think Leah is currently looking at a quest two right now. Perfect. And how would we get them to you? Do we just and 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 more importantly, get them back? I mean, do, do you would you prefer a return address or courier, or do you guys just hang on to them, or what, uh, what's, what's your standard procedure? I mean, I guess that's supposed uh, supposedly up to <coughs> the um, whoever's shipping them. I mean, um, yeah, couriers are fine. Return addresses is great. Keeping them is also good. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, perfect. So if you, I hope you don't mind. We've just popped up your email contact up there because you did say that was the best way to get in touch with you in the first instance. Um, are you the best person to send news stories to or or, uh, or would Leah be an Yeah, average? you you can send um, uh, uh, correspondence to either myself or Leah, who is Leah at GameSub.com. We can reach out um, to our general email, which is editor at GameSub.com. You'll reach either of us. Okay, we'll pop those up there. Um, I, we're already at the 15-minute mark, and we've still got a couple of people um, asking questions, but I think we've covered all of them. There is one question I would like to ask. What's something that you guys have worked on that you're especially proud of or something that stands out for you? Um, well, I always love um, long-form stories about people who make games. Um, that's kind of our... Uh, that's my that's my favourite kind of, of story on GameSub, so... I guess I guess recently we we went down to Melbourne um, on behalf of Big Screen to take a look at the scene there and sort of see the impact of government funding, um, ha what state government funding has on a local development scene, how that sort of buoys, um, you know, the the community sense of community. Um, it's really interesting to see the stark contrast between Victorians' game development scene versus New South Wales's, um, and you know, if the New South Wales government gets on board with some um some indie funding that'd be awesome um but also i like sort of really deep dives into like really niche things um so leah is a bit of a connoisseur of early 2000s nostalgia so <laughs> she did a article recently about the experience of shopping in the early 2000s and how gaming um 
experiential retail was so formative to a, to a lot of us growing up and, you know, getting to the Harvey Norman, getting on the demo kiosk, you know, trying those games and sort of the types of games that would um, come out of that. Toys R Us was another example. Um, and generally, I like um, a lot of our freelancers have been doing some really great sort of deep dives on either local developers or um, international developers and sort of getting down to the nitty gritty of their games. So, for example, uh, I think a really good one was um, Steph Harkin wrote a story for us about the Melbourne game Wayward Strand and and looked at um, how that dealt with um, growing up through the eye, uh, growing old through the lens of a young preteen girl. Um, Emily Spindler did an article about environmentalism and games tackling, um, yeah, climate change, all that kind of stuff. Uh, David Wildgoose did a really great piece for us about a game called The Looker, which is a parody game. And the, the, the fine art of <coughs> being an affectionate parody without being too offensive, I suppose. Um, yeah, lots of lots of deep dives, niche things, people behind games, that kind of stuff. Getting the balance right. Yeah, yeah. that can be tricky. Um, my kids will kill me if I don't ask this question. Um, uh, and it's just a, it's just your take on, on, on the state of Australian game development. Um, and Australian gaming studios. What's um, your take? I think I think we're at a really. I think anyone would tell you we're at a really great point right now. So the the federal tax rebate has sort of spurred a lot of uh, a lot of activity in sort of the uh, the scene here. State government funding is getting better. State tax rebates are getting better. Um, we're seeing a lot of you know obviously IG is out in Gamescom Germany right now with a bunch of developers trying to get international interest in the country. So. We're on the precipice of a, sort of a big boom, I think. Um, but I think obviously everyone understands that it's got to be a more sustainable boom because obviously with the GFC about 10 years ago, longer than that, I think, um, where a whole bunch of big international studios just pulled out and our sort of industry was decimated. Now we have a lot more s smaller studios, self-sustaining studios, uh, sort of a cottage industry that's still doing amazing things, incredible like global things, um, but, you know, not, with, without too much risk. We still have big studios, which is great. We have Sledgehammer, Wargaming, uh, Play Size Studios is getting really big and they're doing some good things. So there's lots of exciting activity happening at the at both ends of the scale. Um, it's a really exciting time to sort of be in games and especially in Australian games. Um, yeah. Perfect. No, thank you. That's that's a great answer and that'll, that, that will satisfy. My daughter, who made an amazing game about Steve from Stranger Things jumping over some ice creams and then being attacked <laughs> by a Demogorgon. I didn't understand it, but I was impressed as hell because she knocked it up in no time. I don't know how she did it. That's amazing. Um, Alex is asking, are you interested in eSports at all? Is that something that um, is, is, is booming here locally? Well, yeah. Look, the thing with every so many people ask me about esports, and but mm. I think the thing with 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 gaming and esports is gaming is so broad. Mm. And asking if I'm interested in esports is asking me if I'm really into sport. You know, it's like sure I could be into soccer, but I know nothing about track, high jump, you know, tennis, badminton, um, that kind of stuff. So we are interested in covering esports sort of from a top level. That mm. we like we don't have the expertise to deep dive into the nitty gritty of esports, like. You know, I play a little bit of Dota 2. I don't know anything about League of Legends or CSGO. Um, and it's sort of hard for us to do that stuff justice. I think that's better left to the experts. But we still co will cover it at a top level. For example, um, Order, um, the Australian team going into administration, that was a big story. Um, Aussie's doing well overseas is a great story. But um, with the nitty-gritty of um, 
local leagues, that kind of stuff. It's it's probably a bit out of our uh, yeah purview. Yep, that makes sense. Edmund, um, you've gone well over time, and thank you so much for engaging with us um, here today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I very much appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Insider today. That was Edmund Tran from Games Hub. If you'd like to rewatch this episode, you'll receive an email with a link to the online replay shortly. If you'd like to stay in touch with journalist movements, please contact me at mikemediaconnect.com.au and we'll be in touch. We'll be back next week. I hope to see you there. Bye for now.